Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to and identity episode, we will look at the Holy Spirit manifestation power gift of faith, what it is, how it works, and how to increase this gift in your life. First, let's begin with a generalized understanding of the nine manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit that are deposited in the hearts of every believer and activated as the Holy Spirit sees fit when you mature in your Christian walk and are able to cooperate better with the Holy Spirit to release them. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. When the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in the hearts of believers, He doesn't come in pieces. He comes with full capability. The verse reveals that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to every believer, illuminating and enabling us for His purposes by God's power so that we may accomplish the calling that He has on our lives. The nine manifestation gifts are divided into three categories. I find them easier to remember by calling them the mind, the mouth, and the power gifts. I'll go over each one very briefly right now. The mind gifts are also called the revelation gifts, where God reveals information to you supernaturally. They include word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning spirits. A word of wisdom is when a verse leaps off the page and you have a personal understanding of its meaning for you. The Holy Spirit can make the Bible relate to your life in an instant. The Bible is alive. A word of knowledge is the ability to know something that you shouldn't know about a person or a thing. Jesus demonstrated this gift when he had the conversation with the woman at the well. See John chapter 4. The gift of discernment is a gift that helps you to understand the true source of any message you are seeing or hearing. Is the source of the message coming from God, the enemy, other spirits, or you? The mouth, or vocal inspiration gifts, as they are also known as, include speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Speaking in tongues. This is a wildly misunderstood, sometimes dismissed, and often discouraged gift. The primary purpose of tongues is demonstrating surrendering your mouth and allowing the Lord to pray perfect prayers over you while you pray perfect prayers over Him. It connects you directly with the heart of God and ensures that you do not get in His way. When used as a tool of prophecy, it is given in a public setting. But mostly, this is an intimate exchange between you and God. See 1 Corinthians 14 for more on this gift. Interpretation of tongues. This gift is the ability to understand what the Lord is speaking through tongues, typically used to interpret prophetic messages, often given in a public setting in an unknown language. The interpretation of tongues can be used for both knowable or unknowable languages. In Acts chapter 2, in the recounting of the events of the upper room where 120 people were waiting for the promised gift of the Holy Spirit, there were an estimated 80 languages, yet each heard God's message in their own language. 
This is an example of interpretation of tongues. The gift of prophecy. As stated already, you can receive messages from the Lord in a word of knowledge. If the Lord asks you to share what you receive from him with somebody else, this is the gift of prophecy. A prophecy is a message inspired by God, a divine revelation. When you share what God has directed you to say, you are exercising the gift of prophecy. All prophecy is intended to bless, encourage, and edify, even if the message is a warning. Much of God's prophetic messages are about the future. Our final category is the power gifts, and they include the gifts of faith, healing, and miracles. The gift of healing. People who exercise the gift of healing can effectively pray for healing by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit and see results that are beyond natural means. When he lays hands or speaks over someone and they are healed, it is not the gifted person that has accomplished the healing. It is the Holy Spirit working through that person. The gift of miracles. Things that would seem impossible to man are possible with God. See Matthew 9, 26. You can live a life marked by miracles when you believe God to be who he says he is and live a life of expectancy that he will show up in all circumstances. The cool thing about the gift of miracles is that when you see God manifest himself in signs, wonders, and miracles, you expect to see him do it again and again. He loves to show himself as truly limitless and not subject at all to natural limitations. I have done an episode on just about every one of these manifestation gifts. I will link below those episodes in the pattyej.podbean.com site. Today's Gift of Faith episode rounds out our discussion of the power gift category. But for now, we will spend the rest of this episode on the power gift of faith. The gift of faith is an infusion of the power of God to believe in the will and promise of God that leads to a supernatural action. It is given by the Holy Spirit in a specific instance or circumstance that is part of God's kingdom plan and is all for his glory. To believe God for salvation is your first experience of this gift. As the word for believe in this sense in the Greek and Hebrew lexicon is pistis, which means the persuasion of and for God to be able to believe. This word is used in the verse that teaches us how to know of our salvation assurance, Mark 16, 16, which says, He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment, but he who has not believed will be condemned. Now, when Paul is teaching us about the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit, he writes in 1 Corinthians 12, 9, To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Spirit. For wonder-working faith, describing the Holy Spirit manifestation gift of faith, is also pistis. This means that the origin or source of the ability to believe is a gift from God and cannot be mustered from ourselves. And the word Wonderworking reminds us that there is always some supernatural power and a manifestation of the Holy Spirit that comes with it. This kind of faith 
always has supernatural infused power to do miraculous things connected with it. Remember, your salvation experience was a supernatural experience in the first place. It was a covenantal experience that required God's power. So that was the first experience you had of this. Okay, so let's look at some stories of where this is demonstrated in in everyday life. Here's a story about Anthony and Jolene that demonstrates this gift in action and its resulting fruit. As remarkable as it was that God decided to bring Jolene back from the dead after one hour, that is not the biggest miracle of this family story. Anthony had accepted Christ 15 years before the accident, but had allowed his faith to go dormant, so much so that the people closest to him didn't even know that he was saved. He had let his faith be hidden even to himself. Jolene had been dead for 45 minutes after a horrible car crash, and the doctors and trauma nurses were exhausted from trying to get her back. They tried to convince Anthony that she was gone and that reviving her now would leave her vegetative. He could not accept that his fiancée was dead. Anthony dropped to his knees, raised his arms, and prayed out loud nonstop for about 15 minutes. His children were confused. They had never seen Dad pray like that before. After being dead for little more than an hour, the machines monitoring Jolene's vitals sprang to life. Jolene was back. After some time in a coma, Jolene woke to a new Anthony, one who was on fire for God, much different than the man she had known. It didn't take long for Jolene to accept Christ as her Lord and Savior, and she has been transformed. After a few months of paralysis, Jolene slowly but surely regained her functioning. God had saved Jolene physically and then spiritually. Everyone was shocked and surprised at the change of Anthony. He had been transformed by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. People surrounding Anthony began to accept Christ too. His two daughters, their babysitter, Jolene's best friend. Anthony's transformation and impact for Christ was the bigger miracle. God shows up in mighty ways when the gift of faith from the Holy Spirit lines up with the will of God and empowers the miraculous. When you know deep in your spirit that God wants something to happen and you purpose in your spirit to agree with him for it, he sends the faith and all the supernatural resources needed for you to accomplish it. Here's a story from my own life about an instance where the Lord infused the gift of faith circumstantially. I was teaching a class later that evening on asking, seeking, and knocking persistently as it relates to healing. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, and to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. When I was preparing for that class, the Lord told me that if someone asked me for prayer and healing, he would miraculously show up and heal them. He made it perfectly clear that even though I was teaching on asking, seeking, and knocking, and that the verse promises that God shows up when you do, I was not to directly invite anyone to ask for their own healing that day. 
I guess he wanted them to connect those dots themselves. I was so excited all day long because I knew in my heart God was going to heal somebody in front of that entire class that day. When I completed the class, I closed out in prayer and I began packing up my computer as people were leaving. I was sharing my disappointment with the Lord in my spirit that nobody came up and asked me for prayer. When Hannah interrupted my prayer to ask for prayer, I actually squealed with delight. I think that was not the response she was expecting, but I absolutely knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was going to heal Hannah. There were still four people left in the room, and I called all of them together so we could pray for her together. Earlier that night, Hannah had walked into the room with essentially a beekeeper-like covering of garments because she had suffered for eight years with a sun allergy. If the sun touched her skin at all, she would blister and burn. We welcomed the presence of the Holy Spirit and pictured Jesus with Hannah. We looked to see what Jesus was doing and listened to what he was saying. Each of us shared what we were receiving from the Lord. We asked Jesus what the conditions were for her healing, and God revealed that eight years previous, she had picked up an item in China when she was visiting family there that was cursed. Her condition for healing was that she needed to remove that item, confess and repent for bringing it into her home, and the next day, she was to stand in the sun without covering as an act of faith, proving that she believed God for healing. Hannah met those conditions and has not needed to wear protective covering on her skin since then. The Lord gave me a promise, and I believed him. When the condition was met, power to release God's healing was present and accessible, aided by the gift of faith to believe for it. Faith comes by hearing and seeing. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is God-breathed given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. It comes from hearing the preaching Christ since all scripture is sourced from the omni-God, it can be trusted and can be believed. Some people struggle with this, in part because they don't understand who God really is. But here's a story of someone who really believed every word he read in the Bible, and the Lord rewarded that belief with an increase of the gift of faith. Angus Buchan is one of the most inspiring people I've ever read about related to a life of faith. As a result, he is no stranger to miracles. Miracles have surrounded him since his spiritual rebirth in 1979. Angus was a hot-headed white South African during the time when racial tensions were heightened by a struggling farming economy due to a drought. Faced with ever-mounting challenges, hardships, and personal turmoil, Angus quickly spiraled down into a life consumed by anger, fear, and destruction. It was not until he heard the oddness witnessing of a man who seemed just like him, who had found peace and joy in Jesus Christ, that Angus gave his life to Christ. Immediately, he had an unquenchable hunger and thirst to know God and spent hours reading the word and praying. 
Learning about his Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, and friend was a consuming passion. Angus believed God. He didn't just believe in God. He believed God. For every promise he read about in the Bible, Angus trusted God to be who he said he was. He said, I had a choice. I could believe the lies of the devil, in which case I was on my way to suicide, or I could believe in the promises of God and be taken through my time of trial. This quote came from Angus Buchan's book, Faith Like Potatoes, the story of a farmer who risked everything. One of the first miracles Angus experienced as a new believer in Christ is depicted in the film clip from Faith Like Potatoes about the true story of Angus's life. Angus prayed for rain during a severe drought to stop a fire that threatened to take his farm. The film clip of this scene is linked below in the pattyej.podbean.com site. As the fire was raging on, Angus began quoting the scripture promised in Matthew and Mark out loud to God. Matthew 21:22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And reinforced again in Mark 11:24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Then Angus began to pray for rain. There is power in prayer. When men work, they work. But when men pray, God works. Angus Buchan. God showed up in the form of that rain and showed the entire community about Angus as God. Potatoes need a lot of water to grow. It doesn't make sense to plant them in the dust of a drought-dried land. People thought that Angus was crazy for wanting to plant them. When he was questioned about his decision, Angus answered, The condition for a miracle is difficulty. However, the condition for a great miracle is not difficulty, but impossibility. He believed that God had directed him to plant those potatoes, and he believed God for that harvest. And a miracle would be the result. The drought was not going to be a barrier for God. As we learned in How to Pull Down Miracles podcast, God is moved to answer the prayers when people believe him for his promises. Potatoes are a wonderful metaphor for faith as well because they grow underground. When you can't see the progress toward your goal and your progress is hidden from view, you can still trust God. Angus planted those potatoes in the dust, and it didn't rain during that drought season. There was no reason to believe the potatoes would grow in that four-month drought. But on harvest day, he hired the workers anyway. A failed harvest would bankrupt him. But God showed up, and there was a bumper crop of potatoes the size of double fists. God is glorified when we believe him for great miracles, and he delights in showing up to answer bold prayers. For some like me, spiritual growth started slow and gradually, and then God can grab you by the heart and change you one day at a time. And then there are others that are more like Anthony. They accept Christ, but at least for a while, don't let God truly change them. Then God gets their attention abruptly, and they are never the same. Unfortunately, many people who have accepted Christ's salvation can live out their entire lives keeping the gift of faith dormant and are robbed of the fullness that Christ has that is theirs by way of the inheritance they have as a child of the living God. What do Angus Buchan, the apostles, you and I all have in common? 
we are all ordinary people. Even though the apostles were able to do miracles as great as Jesus did when he was on earth, that didn't make them superhuman because it wasn't actually them performing the signs and wonders. What made them superhuman was the Holy Spirit. Acts 19.11 says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. And Hebrews 2.4 says, And God confirmed the message by giving signs, wonders, and various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. The gift of faith is the power that comes from the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that lives in the hearts of you and me every day, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. The purpose of the gift of faith is to impart boldness and confidence for supernatural acts done in accordance with God's will and for his glory to advance God's kingdom purposes. God still does miraculous things through and because of faithful, ordinary people who believe him for his promises. In fact, every believer in Christ, you and me, can live a life surrounded by miracles. All we have to do is believe God for his promises. One great biblical example of the exercising of the gift of faith was the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they refused to bow to the statue set up to be worshipped by Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3. Let's look at what the three men had to say in response to the king's demand in Daniel 3, 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. The story continues with the three men getting thrown in the furnace and the poor guys that threw them into the fire getting killed because the furnace was set seven times hotter than normal. We pick up the story again in verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, looked and was astounded, and he jumped up and said to his counselors, Did we not throw three men who were tied up in the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered, Look, I see four men untied walking around in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Jesus not only saved these three faithful men, he showed up with them in the fire. I would love to know what the four of them were talking about inside that furnace. Not a hair on their heads were even singed. Nebuchadnezzar was actually changed because he witnessed that. Which brings me to another point about why God gives us the gift of faith. He wants to build up and edify people who are watching this faith, so they will believe in him as well. In this way, the gift of faith acts as a method of witness and testimony of God's power and capability to work through ordinary people. God carefully times these faith infusions perfectly for maximum impact. Let's look at the relationship between the gift of faith and the other manifestation gifts. 
One day in our Spirit Life Circle, we were discussing the gift of faith, and inspired by a journal conversation, God gave us a 30-day faith challenge. Later that day, the Lord identified more people to be part of this challenge. All totaled, 33 people participated in the faith challenge. Jesus reminded us that this kind of faith is a manifestation gift of the Holy Spirit. We also learned that it is impossible to please God without faith and that we are to seek the higher gifts. Gifts are given by the Holy Spirit according to your faith. This is why I had a theory that asking God to increase our gift of faith consistently would lead to an increase of the manifestation of all of the other Holy Spirit gifts. The challenge proved that hypothesis to be true. This was the challenge. Ask God out loud, as often as the Lord prompts, to increase the gift of faith in your heart each day, praying with expectancy, something like, Lord, increase the gift of faith in my heart. Give me the faith I need for the fruit you need me to bear today. Thank you for what you are going to do in me and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. I suggested that putting this prayer on post-it notes in places like the car, your desk, the bathroom mirror, or the fridge will help prompt multiple opportunities to speak this prayer out loud every day, multiple times a day. I sent the participants a tracking form so they could record all manifestations of each of the gifts that they experienced day by day and record how the experiment was going. At the end of the 30 days, people reported an increase of boldness to talk to people for which God highlighted for them in public places. Some reported the activation of speaking in tongues for the first time. Others prayed for healing and watched God miraculously heal, and others boldly led people to Christ for the first time. The hypothesis bore true. Let's check to see what actually made that work. There were two key biblical principles that made it work. The first was connected to Matthew 7, 7 and 8, a mandate for us to ask, seek, and knock, and the promise God would answer, would be present, and he would respond. The second was that this action was an activation of the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. Let's look at both of these biblical principles one at a time. Sowing and reaping is one of the simplest, yet most ignored, spiritual laws. Everything you do or say is a seed. Seeds have within them the capability to grow into full measure of a fruit-bearing thing. Anything we put our time, energy, money, or focus on is an act of sowing. Reaping is the results or consequences of what we've sown. The ramification of our reaping depends on the amount of effort and time we put into sowing. The Bible gives very clear teaching on this reality that can influence your eternal rewards. Let's take a look at just some of the Bible verses about sowing and reaping. You can sow good seeds in good soil, and they'll produce good fruit. This is what the gift of faith is all about. Jesus teaches about this in the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. The key message here is sow in good soil and you will reap a healthy crop. Matthew 13:23 says, And the one on whom seed was sown in the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it. 
he indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times as much as sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. The Lord sets up perfect opportunities, these are the seeds, for you to do or say something according to God's will. That's how you know that it's being planted in fertile soil. Whenever you are in alignment with the Lord's will and obey His commands, you are planting in fertile soil. God's word commands us to ask, seek, and knock. And He has given us the gift of faith. So we know that praying for an increase in the gift of faith and the faith challenge is a good seed in fertile soil. God has to multiply it. My theory was that since you reap what you sow and you are sowing a prayer for an increase of faith, something we know that's according to God's will, then he will increase our faith, and it will lead to an increase of other manifestation gifts. When you have more faith, you will believe what God says in the Bible, and he will be inclined to increase and release his power in you for all the other manifestation gifts. This hypothesis bore absolutely true. Asking, seeking, and knocking for the gift of faith did increase the level of faith necessary to sow the seeds in fertile soil and not only worked to increase faith, but also increased other supernatural manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit as well. But there's still another level of understanding that the Lord wanted me to share. Not long after the faith challenge season, I was in contact with a CLU student who was taking an advanced intercessory prayer class that required students to speak in tongues for three hours a day. She reported that she was seeing more prophetic visions from the Lord and activated the gift of interpretation of tongues in that season as well. And also at that time, I was attending Bethel Cleveland Church for the first time and They were teaching on practical ways to increase the gift of prophecy for students of the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and they were reporting increased levels of miracles, healing, and other greater words of knowledge and prophetic ability. I asked the Lord what he had to say about all that, and this is what he said. When you seek the giver over the gift, you receive me in more fullness. Each believer has the full capability to release all nine manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit. When you abide in me and soak in my presence, this allows me to illuminate the word of God in your heart. This opens the unlocked but closed doors of the manifestation gifts in your heart, and I am free to release whatever is necessary to accomplish kingdom purposes in that moment that would bless, edify, and increase the faith in every circumstance for maximum impact. All of the manifestation gifts can be practiced and honed. The more willing you are to cooperate with me and believe me for them, the more I am able to trust you with them and release them accordingly. Faith is a wonderful gift to ask, seek, and knock for, because when you believe me, you will agree with me, and agreeing with me leads to the action of sowing the seeds of faith needed to accomplish my purposes for you. It is the secret to walking out the perfect Jeremiah 29:11 plans I have for you. Sow nothing and you receive nothing. Sow sparingly and you will reap sparingly. Sow generously and you will reap generously. 
Show me that I can trust you with a little, and I will trust you with much more. Show me that you trust me, and watch what I can do through you. So it turns out that no matter what manifestation gift you ask, seek, and knock for, you will receive a greater measure of all of them. Okay, it's time to experience Jesus. First of all, I would like to issue you the 30-day Gift of Faith Challenge. Write out this prayer, or one similar to it on post-it notes, and pray it multiple times a day for 30 days. Keep track of any and all incidences of the manifestation gifts being released over these days. The prayer and the tracking form are in the pattyej.podbean.com site in this episode information. It will bless me and others if you share any cool experiences that you have with this challenge. Here is the prayer. Lord, please increase the gift of faith in my heart. Give me the faith I need for the fruit you need me to bear today. Thank you for what you are doing in and through me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After you have spent some fun quality time with the Lord, ask him to show you the area in your life that he wants you to have increased faith for and show you what your life would look like if you were sowing seeds in this area in fertile soil. Allow him to give you a glimpse of the future he sees for you when you have victory and fruit bearing in this area. Take all the time you need with Jesus in your special place until you have every question that you would have about this issue answered and make sure you record the whole thing in your journal. I hope the Lord gave you clarity about the area for which he wants you to focus your gift of faith and that you will have some miraculous stories to share in the podcast comments below. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.